Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Adventures of Superman. When the planet Krypton, home of a race of supermen, exploded into dust, the sole survivor was an infant boy who had been shot to Earth in a sealed rocket. Today, that boy grown to manhood is known as Superman, sworn enemy of the forces of evil. To aid him in his never-ending fight for truth and justice, he masquerades as Clark Kent, crime reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. His secret is carefully guarded. No one is aware that Kent is Superman. No one but you. Join with us now as we embark on another of Superman's exciting transcribed adventures as the Man of Steel solves a murder and a mystery in The Diamond of Death. The Fairmount Estate... Great Oaks, is situated on a hilltop in the exclusive Wellington section of Metropolis. From the scrolled iron gate that once ensured the privacy of an Italian prince, the broad green acres rise to the huge gabled house in terraced formality. Time has taken its toll of the Fairmounts, and there are only three who occupy the 27-room mansion. Aunt Margaret, her son John, and her niece Alice whose father founded the now-dwindling Fairmount Fortune. As our story opens, Alice is alone in the drawing room, playing the piano. Is that the only piece you know? How many times have I told you not to sneak up behind me? Well, that's good practice. You didn't hear me come in, did you? No, I didn't. And I don't like being spied on. Ever since you got that correspondence school detective course, you've been unbearable. <laughs> Gumshoeing around the house, frightening your mother half to death, picking at locks. It seems to me, John, it's about time you grew up. When I want your advice, I'll ask for it. You think you're pretty high and mighty because you're going to be 21 tomorrow. I believe you me, when I'm 21, I won't be hanging around this barn of a house. Oh, what's the use? I'm going to my room. <laughs> what was that? It's Mama. Hey, Mama! Mama, what happened? Mama, what happened? What happened? Oh, my nerve pills. Oh, John, get them, please. John. They're on the dresser, John. Get a glass of water, too. Uh, Something frighten you, Aunt Margaret? Oh, Alice. Alice, darling. Are these the pills? Yes. Where's the water? Oh, shucks, I forgot. Aunt Margaret, tell me what happened. Oh, it was horrible. I opened the door. And a great... Now, here's the water. Now, what made her scream? I don't know yet. Here you are, Aunt Margaret. 
Thank you, dear. Well, something must have happened. Did you arrive at that conclusion all by yourself? You don't have to get smart, Alecky. Oh, please, please, children. I'm sorry. What happened, Mama? Give me a chance to catch my breath, John. Well, you want me to call the doctor? No. No, I'll be all right. It, it was just a terrible scare. What scared you? I went across the hall to the library to get a book. Yeah? When I opened the library door, I saw a man climbing out the window. Holy cat. He turned to look at me, and his face was covered with a black handkerchief. A burglar. I... I tried to call out to him to stop, but but all I could do was scream. You better look around outside. No, no, John. Huh? Help me up, Alice, dear. Yeah, but Mama, what if he's lurking around outside waiting for another chance to bust in? Oh, oh thank you, dear. I'm sure I frightened him off, John. At any rate, there's something far more important. Alice's diamond pendant is in the safe in the library. Aunt Margaret, you don't think he... Oh, I hope not, dear. But come, we'll see. Fourteen right. Seven left. There. Aunt Margaret, if anything happened to Daddy's diamond... You know, in a moment. It was in this metal box. It's here. Oh, thank heavens. Well, you sure make a lot of fuss about a hunk of jewelry. So what if he did take it? It's insured. You wouldn't understand. Alice's father brought the diamond back from Africa, John. It's the only one of its kind, and it's worth a fortune. Hadn't we better call the police, Aunt Margaret? I don't think it's necessary, dear. Obviously, he tried to get into the safe and couldn't. All it would mean would be a lot of questions and nothing accomplished. <gasps> Someone's at the front door. Wait a minute. Don't anyone move. I'll look out the window and see what it is. John, be careful. Don't worry. It's a man and a woman. Oh, yes, I forgot. They're probably from the Daily Planet. A Miss Lane called this afternoon about an interview with you, Alice. With me? Yes, about your birthday party tomorrow and the diamond. Close the window, John, and go down and let them in. What? Why would anyone want to interview me, Aunt Margaret? Why, you're a Fairmont, dear. And that makes you important. Come, I'll go down with you. I'm sorry I was late, Mrs. Richards, but Mr. Kent drove me up and somehow we got lost. Oh, sure. Always blame it on the driver. <laughs> oh, it's perfectly all right. And if we seem a little disorganized, it's... It's because we've had some excitement. Yeah, a burglar broke in and tried to steal my cousin Alice's diamond. John, don't exaggerate. Well, he did, didn't he? When did this happen? Just before you and Miss Lane arrived. Oh? I surprised a marauder in the upstairs library. Whether he was after the Fairmont diamond or not is a question. Did you notify the police? Well, frankly, no. I, I believed I frightened him off. I noticed a man out front when we drove up. You did? Yes. He was short and dark with a, one of those little hairline mustaches. Well, that's Mario. The chauffeur. It seems to me the police should be notified. Don't you think so, Clark? Wouldn't hurt. 
What's your chauffeur's last name, Mrs. Richards? Corelli. Yeah, Mario Philip Corelli. Oh. He was born in Sicily, and he's got a scar on his face where a black hand guy cut him with a knife. John, I'm sure Mr. Kent isn't interested in Mario's personal history. Oh, on the contrary, Mrs. Richards, I might very well be. I have a vague feeling I've seen him somewhere before. How long has he been with you? Three months. I wish, John, you'd learn not to answer questions for others. I'm perfectly capable of replying. Okay. Mario wasn't the man I saw in the library, Mr. Kent, if that's what you're thinking. This man was was tall and blonde. I see. Well, this is all very interesting, but actually we came here to get a story on Miss Fairmount's birthday and nobody has paid any attention to her. Oh, that's quite all right. Oh, forgive me, Alice, dear. Of course, Aunt Margaret. You'll be 21 tomorrow, isn't that right? All of 21. And you're going to celebrate the occasion with a party? Aunt Margaret's giving me a party, yes. It'll be a masquerade with 200 invited guests. I see. Here at Great Oaks, I presume. Oh, most certainly. That's fine. Now, about the Fairmount Diamond... Well, in accordance with the last wishes of my dear brother, Alice's father, I'll present the Fairmount Diamond to Alice at the party. Ah, that's if that burglar doesn't come back and steal it. John, that's not amusing. I think it's disgusting. You would. That will be enough, John. Uh, Just one more thing, Mrs. Richards, and we'll go. May we have a photographer at the party? We'd like a shot of the presentation of the diamond. Well, by all means, and unless Alice has any objections. No. Good. Thank you so much for seeing us, and best wishes to you, Miss Fairmount. Yes, many happy returns of tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> and if I were you, Mrs. Richards, I'd certainly notify the police about that marauder. Yes. Yes, I think I shall. <laughs> Do you mean to say that you've dragged me down here to police headquarters because you vaguely remember having seen that chauffeur's face before? In essence. What do you mean, in essence? You could have seen his face in a, in a barber shop or a, a subway or any one of a million places. What makes you think he's a criminal? Uh, I've got a picture in my mind. What mind? And it's a rogues gallery picture with a number. <laughs> you know what you sound like? What? Fortune teller in a two-bit carnival. I see a picture. The picture has a number. <laughs> Uh, a short, dark man with a scar. All right, Lois. Okay, Swami. You hang around here all night while they dig up pictures for you. you I'm going back to the office. I'm going to knock out the Fairmount squib and home to bed. Okay. So long, Mystic. This is the guy you're looking for, Kent. Lois, here he is. I don't believe it. Come here, look. Well, it won't do me any good to look. I've never seen him. All right, then listen. Martin Corday, alias Matt Corey, alias Mitchell Corey, alias Mario Corday. They said his name was Corelli. That's the name he's using now, Mario Corelli. Listen. Arrested June 14th, 1938 on suspicion smuggling gems in the port of New York. Smuggling gems? Discharge insufficient evidence. Arrested March 12th, 1941, possession of stolen gems. Convicted two years state prison. Arrested Paris, France, 1945. Attempted smuggling of stolen jewels. My Clark. No disposition. Three arrests and one conviction, all on gem charges. Well, uh, my humble apology. Oh, oh, forget that. Here's our chance to get a real story on the Fairmont Diamond, not just a uh, society-page squib. Uh, slip this into the ready file, Moran, will you? We may be needing it. Okay. You mind if I use the phone? No, go ahead. You got her number, Lois? Huh? Whose? Uh, that woman at Great Oaks. The, the, the aunt. Mrs. Richards? Yes. Well, just ask for the Great Oaks estate in Wellington. What are you calling to for? warn her to be careful until we get there. Oh, I see. Number, please. I'd like the Great Oaks estate in Wellington. I don't know the number, operator. One moment, please. Thank you. 
Well, you imagine the patience of the guy, Lois. Here he's been hanging around for three months, waiting to get his hands on that diamond, working as a chauffeur. But, Clark, Mrs. Richards said the man she found in the room was tall and blonde. Oh, he's probably a confederate. Here's your party. Oh, hello? Hello. Miss Richards? Yes? This is Clark Kent, Mrs. Richards. Clark Kent. Miss Lane and I were at your place about an hour ago from the Daily Planet. That's quite all right. My reason for calling, Mrs. Richards, is to tell you that we did a little checking on your chauffeur. A little what? We checked your chauffeur at police headquarters, and we find he has a record as a jewel thief. <gasps> now, don't get frightened or upset, Mrs. Richards. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, Miss Lane and I are coming back to your place. We should be there in 20 minutes. Just keep calm. And, Mrs. Richards... Yes? Where is the Fairmount Diamond? It's in a safe in the upstairs library. Well, stay in the library until we get there. And keep your son with you. Yes, I will. I certainly will. Okay, see you in about 20 minutes. Hurry, Mr. Kent, please. We will. Okay, Lois, let's go. I don't know how to thank you, Mr. Kent, for having uncovered this this horrible situation. I'm glad we were able to track him down. To think that we've been harboring a thief in our midst for almost three months... Why, it makes me shudder. Uh, I knew there was something fishy about him right from the beginning. I didn't like his looks. John, don't be childish. Well, I didn't. Excuse me, but Clark, how are we going to handle this? It's getting late. Well, we can't prefer charges against him because, so far as we know, he hasn't yet committed a crime. I assume, however, that Mrs. Richards intends firing him. Oh, immediately, Mr. Kent. Well, I'd like to question him first. Oh, give him the third degree, huh? No, just question him. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the sooner he leaves the property, the better I'll like him. Well, he'll leave tonight, but before he does, we might be able to trap him into admitting that he was after the diamond. John, hmm? would you like to lure him into the trap? Oh, sure. All right, where's his room? Well, it's over the garage. Is he there now? Well, he should be. You want me to find out? No, 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 wait. Here's what you do. Huh? Go to his room and tell him your mother would like to see him to, uh, ooh, discuss some errands that must be done early in the morning. Yeah. Things that have to be picked up for the birthday party. Yeah, okay. Then walk back here with him and bring him up here to the library. All right. Oh, Mr. Kent, do you think it's safe to send John over there alone? Oh, Mama. Perfectly safe, Mrs. Richards. You haven't given him any cause for suspicion, and I'm sure John can handle himself if he has to. Ah, uh, you see? Don't worry, Mrs. Richards. Well, very well. I'll be right back with him. You know, Clark, uh, he's liable to get ugly when you tell him we know about his criminal record. You don't have any more confidence in me than Mrs. Richards has in John, is that it? He might be on. Did that ever occur to you? Yes, but I doubt it. Incidentally, where's your niece, Mrs. Richards? That's right. We haven't seen her. Well, Alice was in her room when you called. I saw no point in telling her about Mario. I was afraid it might disturb her That was wise. She's probably overexcited about her birthday party as it is. Well, it wasn't so much that. I don't want you to misunderstand, but Alice had developed a sort of schoolgirlish infatuation for Mario. Oh? Oh, nothing serious, of course. Clark! What was that? It's John! Stay here. I'll go down. What's the matter, John? What is it? Mario. He's dead. Someone shot him. Right between the eyes. We'll be back in a moment for part two of The Diamond of Death. But first, here is your ABC announcement. 
Sunday is a very special day on ABC to millions of listeners. Favored people like Walter Winchell, Drew Pearson, Luella Parsons, and Jimmy Fiddler are included in the Sunday lineup. Now, the afternoon brings film actor Edward Arnold portraying Mr. President, the lovely voice of young singing star Betty Clark, and the greatest story ever told offers a moving half hour of drama from the Bible. Other highlights for Sunday on many ABC stations include Stop the Music, The Amazing Mr. Malone, Chance of a Lifetime, and Music with the Girls, which stars the all-girl orchestra and chorus with the top songs and music of the current Broadway and motion picture successes. Many of these favorites can be heard by you over this ABC station. So listen tomorrow, and remember, ABC is dressed in your Sunday best. Yes, be sure to hear Walter Winchell, Stop the Music, Luella Parsons, Drew Pearson, and many other great Sunday highlights over ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, tomorrow. And now, back to the adventures of Superman... And the Diamond of Death. With the startling discovery that Mario Corelli, an international jewel thief posing as a chauffeur, was murdered in his room, the mystery surrounding an attempt to steal the fabulous Fairmount Diamond on the eve of Alice Fairmount's 21st birthday deepens. It is now past midnight. The police have completed their investigation at Great Oaks, the Fairmount Estate, and have gone, leaving one uniformed man in the upstairs library where the diamond is locked in a safe. Mrs. Richards, Alice Fairmount's aunt, has retired. John Richards, Alice's cousin, is talking with the policeman in the library. Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and young Alice Fairmount are in the drawing room. There's only one possible explanation, Clark. The tall, blonde fellow Mrs. Richards frightened out of the library was Corelli's sidekick. And when he failed to get the diamond, they had an argument, and Blondie let him have it. Uh-uh. Two things wrong. What? Nobody heard the shot, and according to the medical examiner, Corelli hadn't been dead 30 minutes when John found the body. Well, the shot could have been muffled, and what's the time got to do with it? What's the time got to do with well, it? Corelli was alive when we left here the first time. I saw him. That was about 9. Yes. I called Mrs. Richards from police headquarters at 9.30. We got back here at 5 minutes to 10, and the body was found at 10. That means he was murdered between 9.30 and 10. Uh, Miss Fairmount. Yes? How soon after Miss Lane and I left did you go to your room? I, uh, I, I don't quite remember the time. Well, now, Miss Lane and I left at 9. Would you say 10 minutes, 20 minutes? Well, you see, I, I went for a little walk first. Oh, in the direction of the garage? Why, why, yes. Did you see Corelli? Yes. Please, I, I don't want you to think I'm I... not thinking anything, Miss Fairmont. You talked with Corelli? Just for a moment. He said he hoped my party was successful. That was all. Uh -huh. Then you went to your room? Yes. You rather liked Corelli, didn't you? Liked him? Well, is like too mild? No, of course not. I, I found him interesting. Your aunt said he fascinated you. That's not true. He spoke French and Italian fluently, and I enjoyed talking to him. But as for anything else... Yes? There was nothing else. All Mr. Kent is trying to do, Miss Fairmont... I know exactly what Mr. Kent is trying to do, and I resent it. Mario may have been a jewel thief, but I found him far more interesting company than my cousin John or my Aunt Margaret. I can understand that. This was my father's house. Tomorrow it'll be mine. If my Aunt Margaret objects to my likes and dislikes... Well, it's just too bad. No, I'm afraid you misunderstand. No one's criticizing you. Certainly neither Miss Lane nor myself. But Corelli was murdered. 
And we're looking for a solution. I'm sorry, but I, I can't help you. I think you can. How? Would you invite us to your masquerade party tomorrow? Why, why yes, if you'd like to come. We would, very much. Well, then, of course, you're invited. Will you be in costume? Well, I, I don't know about Miss Lane, but I'll be in costume. A very interesting costume. You look lovely as a gypsy girl, Miss Lane. Well, thank you, Mr. Kent. I wish I could say the same about your Superman costume. Oh. Don't you like it? Oh, the costume is beautiful. But? Skip it. I know, I know. You don't think I'd fill it out. Well, after all, Clark, there's only one Superman. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Oh, don't feel so bad about it. Oh, I don't at all. <laughs> In fact, I'm glad there's only one Superman. <laughs> you have no idea how glad. What's the matter? How long do we have to stay at this big but um, dull party? <laughs> <laughs> Until Mrs. Richards presents Alice with the diamond. Oh, hey, I uh, didn't tell you, but the house is surrounded by police. Oh, is it? Mm -hmm. I arranged it with Inspector Henderson. Good, that was smart. When Mrs. Richards arrives with the diamond, all the doors to this ballroom will be locked and guarded. Do you expect trouble? No, but if it comes, we'll be ready certainly done a job decorating this room, haven't they? Yeah. That fountain in the center is fabulous. Yeah. Uh-oh. Here comes Mrs. Richards. Oh, with son John tagging along? No. No, he's probably outside with the cops telling them how to guard the house. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the jewel case, Clark. This is it. I guess so. As most of you know, it was my brother's wish that Alice be presented with the Fairmont Diamond on her 21st birthday. I shall hold it up for all of you to see. And then it will be my happy privilege to place the pendant around Alice's neck. Oh, ah! The lights went out. Don't move, Lois. Stay where you are. Clark, it's ten minutes after three. The uh, police gave up an hour ago, and you're still tramping around this empty ball. Yeah, I know, I know. When you take that silly Superman costume off and let's go, the diamond is gone. Just make up your mind to it. Well, I can't. The doors were locked and guarded. Oh. I got to Mrs. Richards a few seconds after the lights went out and she screamed. Where could it have gone? I don't know. And the lights went on again. She was holding the plush box in her left hand and the gold pendant chain and in her right. And the diamond was gone. And if I've heard that once, I've heard it a dozen I'm times. I'm sorry. I'm only trying to... Clark, the police have searched the room and everybody in it. I know, Lois. She was standing near the fountain. They searched the fountain. They drained the fountain, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I was, I was just thinking, you know, that the, the gold pendant chain and the box were cold... And the plush inside the box seemed to be damp. Come again? Golly, that's a fantastic idea, but if that's how it was done, it explains a lot of things. What's a fantastic idea? Clark. Uh, what? I'm asking you what. 
I think I know how the diamond disappeared so fast. You do? Easy, easy. Someone's coming down the stairs. Oh, it's Alice. Good heavens, are you people still here? From the looks of it, we'll be here all night. Now, Mr. Kent thinks he knows how the diamond disappeared. Mr. Kent, not really. Uh, I'll have to call the police to get them to do a little fast checking. uh, There's a phone in the powder room, that door over there. Oh, good. I'll be right back. Mr. Kent knows, Miss Lane? It's hard to tell what Mr. Kent knows or doesn't know, but there's one easy way to find out. Come on. What are you going to do? Listen to what he tells the police. Uh, This is Clark Kent. Let me have Captain Reed, please. Captain Reed? He was here tonight, wasn't he? Yes, yes, he spoke to me. Hello, Ed. This is Kent. No, I'm still up here. Yeah, well, I, I think I've got the makings of a lead. No, not entirely, but I think the diamond was stolen last night, not what? tonight. He's crazy. That's right. No, I can't prove it yet, but if my hunch is correct, I will. I think the girl's aunt, Mrs. Richards, is behind it. Oh, no. Can you get a search warrant to go through the entire house, Ed? Good. Yes, as soon as you can, if you will. Okay, I'll, I'll call back if I dig up anything else. Right. Uh, oh, but I... Let's go back where we were. I don't want him to know we were listening. He can't be serious about Aunt Margaret, Now, can don't he? say a word. Well, that's step number one. I'm going to take a look at Corelli's room above the garage. I'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, Mr. Kent... Let, let him go. But I'd like him to explain what he meant about Aunt Margaret. He won't anyway. I don't know what he's got up his sleeve, but whatever it is, I'm going to beat him to the punch. Take me to your aunt's room. What for? Just take me there. Mrs. Richards, I thought perhaps you'd like to tell me how you arranged the disappearance of Alice's diamond. I beg your pardon? How did you make the diamond disappear and where is it? Alice, what is this? I don't know, Aunt Margaret. Alice knows nothing about this. Now, would you care to return the diamond to her or would you like me to call the police? I... I don't know what you're talking about. You look like you do. I'll give you ten seconds to produce the diamond, or I'll call the police. You won't call anyone, Miss Lane. Oh, so you're in on it, too. Close the door, John. Yes, I'm in on it. Are you surprised? No, not terribly. Stop pointing that gun at us, or can't you handle two women without a gun? Not the way I've got to handle you two. Where's Kent, John? He left. I saw him go out. He'll be back. Maybe yes, maybe no. But it'll be too late. You won't be able to tell him much. Don't talk so much, John. Do it and let's get away from here. All right, stand behind me. Miss Lane, what's he going to do? He... He's going... to kill us. Aunt Margaret, do it, John. You first, Alice. No, 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 God! How about letting me have it first, John? Okay, pal. Try again. That's all for you, sonny boy. Clark, I'm listening. How did you know they were behind it all? Well, you heard their confession. Yes, but... They planned to steal the diamond months ago, but the problem was disposing of it. Yes. That's how Corelli got into the picture. They framed an elaborate scheme for making it look like it was stolen, even to the story about the tall, blonde burglar. I see. But we threw a monkey wrench into the works when we dug up Corelli's record. 
You see, they were afraid he might implicate them if we cornered him. So they shot him between 9.30 when I called Mrs. Richards and 10 o'clock when John found his yeah, body. Yeah, I know all that, but what I patience, don't know... Patience, patience. Now, wait a minute. Corelli, before he was murdered, either had built or built himself a metal mold in the shape of the diamond. But why? The morning of the masquerade party, they filled the mold with clear water and froze it solid, probably with the gold chain attached. Oh, I... Be... A few moments before Mrs. Richards presented it to Alice, it was removed from the mold and brought in. Uh-huh. When John turned the lights out, she ripped it from the chain and dropped it into the fountain bowl where it melted. Well, sure. And you figured all that out just because the plush box and the gold chain were cold? Well, that started me thinking. Well, it's... It's remarkable. Huh? Uh, now, wait a minute. Just tell me one more thing. What? That horrible brat, John, he fired two shots at you. How did he miss? How? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know. It wasn't you at all. It was Superman. Yeah. <laughs> or was it? Huh? Clark, please tell me. Huh. Was it you in that costume, or, or was it... Was it Superman? <laughs> Uh, that, Miss Lane, you'll have to figure out all by yourself. And so ends The Diamond of Death on The Adventures of Superman, which come to you now each week at this same time over many of these same ABC stations. Listen again next week when Superman solves another baffling mystery adventure. Superman is a copyrighted transcribed feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and brings you radio's most fabulous character in thrilling stories of action, mystery, and adventure. So be sure to listen when you hear the familiar cry... Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! The role of Superman is played by Bud Collier, Lois Lane by Joan Alexander. Music is composed and played by John Garth. This is Jackson Beck reminding you to be sure to listen next week to The Adventures of Superman! This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.